You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a podcast that's all about supporting parents as they bring up children. We've got experts and advice to help you through the more challenging bits of parenting. I'm Siobhan Hunt. By now, most people have heard about the benefits of meditation. Given how busy modern life is, particularly as a parent, it's not rocket science to understand that taking some time out is good for everyone. However, if you've ever tried meditation, you may think it's too hard. Or the hard part might be just finding time to do it. Lenore Pearson is an author and meditation coach who believes there is a style of meditation for everyone. And she's a parent to three children, so she understands time pressures really well. Hi, Lenore. How are you? I'm good. Thanks, Siobhan. Thanks for having me back. I'm actually really excited to talk to you about this because um, I love the idea of meditation and I have done meditation courses and I have tried at various times in my life to do it regularly, but particularly after children, it has been so hard to fit it in. So we'll get to that in a minute, but I've got a few questions I want to ask you first. Sure. Um, how long have you personally been practicing meditation? I would say on and off for about six years, but uh, more regularly the last two years. Yeah. And how old are your kids now? I have a 13-year-old, a 9-year-old and a 5-year-old. So someone who definitely needs (laughs) meditation. Okay. So you talk about lots of different styles suiting different people. What is the style you enjoy? Is there one or do you try different ones? Uh, I do try different ones. Uh, I do like the the good old guided meditation and having someone talk you through um, a meditation. I particularly like a mantra meditation. So uh, that is repeating a phrase over and over again. Uh, A phrase that you kind of resonate with, something that's kind of important to you at the time. And the great thing about a mantra meditation is that it gives your mind something to focus on. So as a lot of people can imagine when you do meditation, um, you know, a lot of people say, oh, but you know, I'm too busy thinking about what I've got to cook for dinner and where I've got to take the kids and all these other thoughts come in and my mind just won't stop. So I find a mantra meditation um, a great method for focusing the mind on just one thing. Now, when you say mantra, is that in English or Sanskrit? Because I know some people get a Sanskrit (laughs) phrase to say. And when I'm in yoga and we're chanting in Sanskrit, I kind of make out like I know what I'm saying (laughs) and it just comes across as so is it in English or either either it's really it's just a personal choice um I I don't do it in Sanskrit I usually stick with um something more like an affirmation as well so I repeat one um that in this moment all is well so that just brings your mind to the to the present moment, stops you from worrying about anything outside that present moment and just focuses in on that. In this moment, all is well. That sounds like a good one for parents. It is. <laughs> <laughs> and when do you find time to meditate? <laughs> good question. Um, I've tried it at various times of the day. A lot of people will say, oh, Do it first thing in the morning because it sets you up for your day. If you are a morning person and you can get up early in the morning, great. The perfect time to do that is before anyone else gets up in the household. Which is really early. It is really early, which is why that doesn't work for me because our mornings are crazy. I prefer to do it um, 
if I'm not going to work and after I've dropped the kids off at school and I come home, that is my time to do it. I make myself a cup of tea and I go and sit out in the sun and that's when I do my morning meditation. If I don't do it in the morning, of an evening right before bed because it really sets you up for a really peaceful sleep. Can you talk to me a bit of the different styles that you can choose from? You mentioned you can have a guided meditation, Mm. you can have a mantra, um, but meditation has a really long history Mm. and some people might say, I'm not a Buddhist, why would I meditate? Um, so what kinds of meditation are there? Yeah, that, that's a, it's a very common belief. Um, people think meditation is kind of uh, religion-based. Um, it can be, but it's, there, are, there are so many different styles of meditation and there is a style to suit everybody. It's just finding one that best suits you. And for me, I think meditation is anything that just centres you and grounds you in the present moment. So... Um, there are a couple of uh, different styles that would suit most people. The first one's called a Zen meditation. And this um, is great because you can do this sitting, lying down uh, while you're walking uh, in the shower. And basically, all you do is you concentrate on your five senses. So what you can see, what you can hear, what you can touch, what you can smell, what you can taste in that moment. And that is the only thing you focus on. I loved doing this meditation in the shower because that was the only place I could five, five minutes to myself. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And and it was perfect because you just concentrate on the water washing over your back, um, the smell of the, the soap or body wash you're using, the sound of the water. And it really just grounds you and centers you because if you're anything like me, I do a lot of my thinking in the shower but this is a perfect time to just enjoy that moment and just shut everything out. Um, so a Zen meditation is a perfect one for anyone who's just starting off in meditation, who um, hasn't tried it before, or for people who find it particularly frustrating and difficult to just um, quiet the mind. Um And uh, the other one that I've mentioned was the guided visualisation, which is a great one for people who prefer to have someone guide them through a meditation. And there are so many apps you can get on your phone these days. Um, uh, Every second person I talk to now has an app on their phone. My um, app of choice is Insight Timer, which is a brilliant app. It's got something like, they're up to like 24,000 meditations on that app and there is a meditation for everything so um, you know anxiety depression grief and loss pregnancy um, and it's free I mean you can it is. subscribe and pay more but I, th- I think they've just only started with some kind of a, an option for that but it is uh, most of it is free um, so that's why I love it because there's just so much choice um, and then of course You know, um, you've got these other meditations which are great for... So I can appreciate that parents find it very difficult to find at least five minutes in their day to meditate, uh, especially when you can't even go to the bathroom on your own. So (laughs) there's there's a couple of meditations you can do that if, if the kids are not allowing you that time, there's some wonderful ones you can actually do with them. Ah. And get them involved, which I think today is such an important little strategy to be able to teach them as well. And it's something that you can share. So, okay, but how does that work? Like, <laughs> what does it look like when what you're trying like? this with a child? Okay, so 
One of the um, the first things I tried is um, when when it comes to meditation. One of the things in order to be able to just concentrate on the moment and stop the mind wandering, one of the easiest things to do is to concentrate on your breathing. And there is this wonderful little app called Mind Bell. And what this um, app does is you can set this chime to go off at intervals. Any interval, um, I start off by having it go off every hour. And when this uh, bell chimes, the idea is to stop whatever it is you're doing and you need to take three deep breaths. Breathing is something we do automatically, we don't think about. But what it gets us to do is take, take those really long, slow, deep breaths, which helps to just slow everything down. Uh, when you're saying that, I'm starting to breathe myself. <laughs> it, no, it's because it's not something we're aware of. But mm. when you're actually doing it, you're just like, oh, wow, this is, this is incredible. So it was something that I needed to practice because I am a very shallow breather. And especially when you're stressed and anxious, you're not breathing. You're not filling those lungs up, which is why you're getting all worked up and your mind's going a million miles an hour. So the great thing about this app was that it actually um, got my kids involved in the whole process as well. So this particular day, I was feeling a bit frantic and I was down one end of the house and my son was up the other end of the house and my my phone was up the end of the house with him and the the bell went off and all I heard was breathe mum breathe <laughs> which was incredible because my kids started to hold me accountable and they knew what what it was for but then they would join in with me which is fantastic and I think for kids um you know, they, they come home, they're, they're tired, they're releasing all that energy. And I think this is a great little tool for them to learn to just stop, slow down and breathe. So that's a wonderful little tool that you can use not only for yourself, but to also get the kids involved as well. And you know, when you said that, it reminded me of Hug Time in the yeah. Troll movie. <laughs> you could just say to your kids, this is like Hug Time and yeah. it's called Breathe Time. That's it. Oh, that's such a good idea. It, it works a treat. So what are the benefits? You've given us lots of great examples of where we can incorporate it into our day, mm -hmm. even when we think we've got no time. <laughs> there are lots of examples there of where we can do it. Mm -hmm. What are the benefits of actually making the effort? Okay, I think before you understand why meditation is so beneficial to um, your overall health and well-being, you need to understand um, what stress does to the body. Now, our bodies are equipped with a very primitive response called the stress response, as we, we know it as the fight or flight response. Now, this, um, this helped cavemen fight off predators and, and threats. And what it does is it releases the stress hormones into the body, adrenaline and cortisol, which prepares the body to either fight or run. Our bodies are then designed to go back to normal functioning once we've dealt with those predators and threats. However, in today's <laughs> world, we don't fight those kinds of predators and threats. However, our body responds in the exact same way to our modern day perceived threats. And these come in the form of getting running stuck in traffic, <laughs> running late to work, getting stuck in traffic, receiving an email that's not very pleasant, um, getting a bill in the mail that's unexpected. Now, our body responds in the exact same way. However, those are not examples of where you can physically run from the threat or fight it. So our body gets caught in this stress response 
unless we know how to disengage it. And if you don't know how to disengage it, um, you're just caught in this constant loop. Now, our bodies um, are only ever working towards two states, a state of protection and a state of growth. When we are in a stress response, we're in protection mode. And when we're in protection mode, as the stress hormones rise, it shuts off all the other non-essential systems in the body, including the immune system. Ah. Uh, Yeah, and if you are in a constant state of stress and you don't know how to switch it off, your immune system is never functioning to its full potential, which opens you up to more disease and illness. Mm. And this is where meditation plays such an important role because it is scientifically proven to disengage that stress response and elicit what we call a relaxation response. So it, um, neuroscientists have done extensive research into the effects meditation has on the brain. And they say that um, consistent practice of meditation increases the density of the areas in the brain that are responsible for concentration, memory, self-awareness, compassion. And at the same time, it decreases the density of the areas where um, stress and anxiety perform. So um, it is essential in learning how to just switch off that stress response and go into a relaxation response. And breathing is a really important part of that. And that's so true of any parent's life, right? Because I feel like when you talk about those responses, like that is happening from the moment you wake up. Because if you've got children who are at daycare or school and you're working, it's just getting out the door. If you have small, if you have a baby that's crying all the time or even not crying all the time, <laughs> yeah. just looking after a baby, you are constantly feeling that response, aren't you? Absolutely. Here's a little interesting fact for you is that a stress response is only supposed to last about 90 seconds. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Ha! Exactly. 90 <laughs> seconds before your body deals with whatever it is it has to deal with and goes back to normal functioning. In today's world, we have on average 50 stress responses a day. If you times that by 365 days of the year, that is a lot of stress in a lifetime, which is why meditation is actually becoming more of a common practice now. You know, there was a time where you'd mention doing meditation and people would look at you sideways and and think, what are you on? But today, I... I'm so happy when I talk to people and they're like, yeah, I'm trying meditation and I've got this app or this style works for me and it's incredible the benefits I feel. Um, And it makes me so happy to hear that because that's the whole reason I got into it is because I saw firsthand the benefit it had for me. So I then decided to study it so then I could educate people. Um, And, you know, you, you think if once you know the benefits and what it actually does for your body, you're thinking, why isn't everyone doing this? Mm, absolutely. All right, everyone, go down, <laughs> go and look up Insight Timer at least. Yes, at least. Lenore, thank you so much for coming in today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. That's Lenore Pearson. She's a meditation coach. And we'll put links to where you can find out more about Lenore's work and also links to those apps she mentioned in the notes to this episode. This Father's Day is a good time to recognise how fatherhood is changing and why it's such an amazing time to be a dad. 
we know that children's outcomes are better if both parents are involved and the more parents are involved. So um, we really believe it's a it's a not only an opportunity for dads in the best time in the history of the world to be a dad, <laughs> um, but to share that parenting role and it, and it provides um, great outcomes and great opportunities for everyone. That's Jeremy McVean, co-editor of The Fatherhood, a new book dedicated to a new generation of dads facing challenges and opportunities never seen before. I hope you can join me for that conversation on the next episode of Feed, Play, Love. This podcast is produced by Debbie Ning and I'm your host, Siobhan Hunt. Hold up. 